Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To You Good Health Radio. 99% of failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. Whether you want to lose weight, attain more success in your business, or just become a better you, excuses are the nails used to build a house of failure. Joining us today is Natalie Jill. She's a sought-after fitness and fat loss coach and personal development superstar. How would you like to finally shed those unwanted pounds or achieve a a more positive and productive life. Maybe you're just a frustrated entrepreneur that wants to skyrocket your online brand. If so, don't go anywhere. Natalie is in the house to remove your excuses and show you how to tap into your true potential. And it all starts now. It's To Your Good Health Radio with number one best-selling author and renowned wellness expert, Dr. David Friedman, changing lives just for the health of it. Our next guest is a fat loss expert and creative sales strategist who helps women reignite, redefine, and rebrand aging. Even though she's over 50, she's showing no signs of slowing down. She's a best-selling author of two amazing books, Seven Day Jumpstart and Aging in Reverse. She hosts a top-ranked podcast and has been recognized by Forbes and Greatest as one of the top health and wellness influencers in the world. She created a globally recognized fat loss and fitness brand with well over 3 million social social media followers worldwide. In addition, she helps entrepreneurs skyrocket their sales using a unique, relatable, and compelling story. Welcome to the show, Natalie Jill. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's so great to have you on the show. I'm a big fan of your high energy and positive mental attitude. Share with us first, what is your secret to waking up every morning with so much zest and motivation? Oh my gosh, you know, it's funny. I don't know that I just wake up every morning with zest and motivation, but what I do do is I have some great habits in place <laughs> that keep me keep me centered with what my true focus should be. Um, you know, I always tell everybody uh, when they start working with me that you can become an entirely different person by changing your thoughts, actions, and habits. Like literally you can change everything about yourself by changing those things. But it doesn't just come naturally to people. Many times it's a it's a practice of that. And once you get into the groove of changing your thoughts, actions, and habits, they become a regular habit. Yeah, that's great. I know you've endured uh, two back surgeries. You had a bicep tear, and you you know being someone that millions turn to for their fitness coach and and you know positive attitude. Many people thought you'd be kind of down for the count, but you stayed the course. And I think too many people of us in life we use our setbacks as permission just to give up. How did you harness the motivation? to turn digression into this redirection? Yeah, great question here. So uh, my whole life I've managed, as many people have, setbacks. And I learned at an early age that we can become our circumstances or we can take the opportunity that that circumstance taught us and create a possibility and step into a greater potential from that. And this has been something that's been going on my whole life. I, I look back to about 15 years ago before I even started my fat loss business before I was known for anything in fitness, I had my own personal setback in 2007, 2008. The housing market had crashed. Um, I was going through a divorce. I just had a baby. I was a new single mom. I was massively in debt for the first time in my life. I had a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on wrong in my life. And I had a really strong turning point one day on a walk. Um, I caught a glimpse of myself. And I remember looking at one of those windows uh, that has the mirror reflection looking back. And I had this moment with myself where I just looked at myself. I had the stroller and my baby and my two dogs. And I looked at myself and I had this moment of, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what's staring back at me. I had this whole surround sound of 
the whole walk up until this point, I was thinking of all the things I didn't like about my life. And in that moment, in that window, I changed something, something clicked. I made a decision. And in that moment, I decided that that no longer needed to be me, that I could really truly step into potential. And I decided that I no longer was gonna let circumstances hold me back. And I walked away from that window and my whole life changed just from starting with that decision that I'm no longer gonna let circumstances be my surround sound. I was gonna start looking for possibility again. Wow, that, that reminds me, I had a patient come in and um, she looked fantastic. She lost weight. She had this glow about her. And I said, wow, what would you do? She says, we went on a cruise and we got pictures, me and my husband. And when they came back, um, I went past them because I didn't know it was me. She said, I saw that photo looking at me and who's this woman that's so obese and not happy and not taking care. And she said, like you just said, that was a pivot moment. And boom, she said that moment. Yeah. Yeah, so it reminded me because I just had heard this story yeah. from this woman I, who just transformed her life by one little, like a mirror look at herself. It's a decision. It's a decision. It's first. And th that is my anchor when you ask about my injuries. Yeah, I had a lot of injuries in the last few years. And I had a lot of what I call false assumed truths, a lot of beliefs you know, creeping up like, oh, you know what? Maybe it's your age. Maybe it's true what they say. It's just going to be easier to get injured. It was like one strike after the next. And every time that happened to me, I would create that initial story like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe this is the thing. And then I would remember about that pivotal moment years ago and I just made a new decision. So it started with my back injury. I had a massive disc rupture on my back and I was told I wouldn't be able to do all kinds of things that I've now been able to do. But it took deciding I was gonna be a different statistic. It took deciding that I was gonna make different decisions. It took deciding that I was gonna eat differently and up-level my nutrition even more to work well with pain and inflammation and injuries because you do have to include different types of foods and eliminate things when you're navigating that. And then just when I mastered that, I tore my bicep. So it was like, it's, I kept thinking, my gosh, like God really likes to work with me. I get, you know, the next thing, the next thing. <laughs> now let's see how I, how I pivot and overcome and, and share. And I do think, you know, and this crosses over a little bit into my business with sales, where I teach other entrepreneurs um, how to scale and fix their sales stuff. I, my question is how authentic are people with their audience? Because a lot of people would hide things from their audience. Like, and that's an initial thought, like, oh, I can't tell people that follow me for fitness that I just got injured four times, you know? But instead I lean into it and I think, okay, I have to tell them this because I'm walking through it and it's real. And I continue to operate like that. I'm always sharing exactly what I'm walking through and what I'm figuring out, not from a place of doomsday and feel sorry for me, but in a place of lightheartedness and this is what I'm walking through, who's with me and let's figure this out and here's what I figured out. Yeah, it's all about being genuine. I think that's what you definitely convey. I, I, I watch every, every day in your post, and you're definitely genuine. <laughs> One thing you mentioned, you said false assumed truths, and uh, you uh, coined yeah. that acronym. That's F-A-T. <laughs> yep, fat. I say I kill I yeah. kill fat for a living, you know? And because false assumed tr truths stop everybody with, with things. Anytime we're at a standstill and we think we can't achieve a goal or we're believing that we're held back from something, it's truly a false assumed truth. And I tell women in my programs, you know, a lot of times they'll come in with all the diagnosis, you know, all the genetic history. And they'll say, oh, I've got this and that and this and that. And I'll, and the really heavy things. And I'll tell them their false assumed truths. And the first they'll, you know, be challenged by that. And I'll say, I'm not saying they're not real. Those things are real, but the meaning that you've put on it is not real. And I'll challenge anyone that's listening right now that's maybe in a story that they have all these things wrong with them and all that, but, but I don't know their story. I don't know their situation. What I'm going to challenge you to think about, is there anybody else in the entire world that has your situation that broke through it? 
if there's even one person, then it's a possibility it could happen. Yeah, I love that because, you know, the false assumed truth that that applies with everything, a successful career, weight loss, following their dreams, marriage, right? Everything. I mean, you just kind of tied right there. If there's somebody happy doing what I'm doing, why am I miserable? <laughs> yes. Or somebody exactly. who can rise above it. Yeah, I love that. That's the thing. You know, interesting. So many women out there, they're over 40. They hide mm-hmm. their age, but you proudly flaunt yours. And in your, in your book, Aging in Reverse, which I really loved. And by the way, I hope everybody gets a copy. You say people should love their weight. Share with the listeners, why do you, what do you mean by that? So what I mean by that is I don't mean like love that you're 300 pounds. I don't mean, I don't mean that. But I mean, if we don't start with what we're grateful for and what we love about our situation or our body, why are we going to be trusted with more good things to happen to us? Because we're not showing great gratitude for what we have. So for example, you know, I'll talk about, you know, I'm 50, almost 51 and it's natural habit. I could go to the gym and look at, get a rear view reflection of me. And I'm like, huh, wait, I didn't have that piece of back fat, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, we can hyper focus and go, I hate that. I hate that back fat. Or we can focus on, you know what? I love that I'm actually really strong for my age. I love that I'm still showing up to the gym every day. I love that I'm able to to do a few more chin-ups than I could do a few weeks ago. I love that I could do that. So what do we love about our bodies? Let's focus on that versus focusing on just the things we hate because then we stay in this cycle of that surround sound of negativity and we don't get anywhere. Yeah, I love that. I love that. You know, you being a sought-after expert in exercise and diet, I want to share something I hear a lot at the gym, get your view on it. Uh, people running on the treadmill saying, you know, I've earned that donut I'm having on the way home. What advice <laughs> do you have for people that think they can outrun their fork? Yeah, I don't love that approach, and I'll tell you why. Um, yeah, if we just look at, like, basic math and People in their 20s, 30s, let's call it, not 40s and 50s, but we just look at basic math. Sure, you can get rid of 3,500 calories and lose one pound of fat. So just looking at basic math, if I run 500 you know, calories off a day, that's a pound a week if I do it every day. Well, there's a lot more variables to that. First of all, we, first of all, we grossly overestimate how many we're burning every day. We all do it. We think you burn 500. You might have actually burned 100. Um, We grossly underestimate how much we're eating. Very true. And it's impossible to calorie track. I don't care what the apps say. You take an apple. I mean, how small is the apple? How big is it? How ripe is it? Like there's no way to accurately calorie count. So there's that. Two, you've got the more muscle you have, the more calories your body burns at rest. So your metabolic rate changes as you age too. So if you are burning, if take an average woman, maybe she's burning 1700 calories at rest, that's for average who? How much muscle do they have? How much fat do they have? There's a lot of variables there and your metabolism slows down when you don't have a lot of muscle. More muscle burns more calories at rest. So there's that. So there's a lot of, and then you take hormones and you put those into play. So how your body utilizes the calories is is really, and how it stores fat is really a bigger concern. So just trying to run it off is not going to fix things. Yeah. I'm curious what percentage of weight loss uh, comes from diet compared to exercise? What do you think it is? 50, 50, 80%? No, I actually, it's funny. I, first of all, I think that actually 50% is mindset and I'll explain that in a minute. Okay. 50% is mindset. And then I would say it, it's 25 nutrition, 25 workout. However, it could be much more nutrition, much more nutrition. If the, the workouts aren't using progression and intensity, it could be much more workout if you're an athlete. So it really depends. It's, it's an it depends answer. Take, for example, you know, the, the meme that goes around about Michael Phelps eating all those calories a day. Well, he's an extreme athlete. He can eat whatever the heck he wants. If you are an extreme athlete, your nutrition, 
will help with peak performance, will help with focus, will help with all that. It's not gonna make a difference on your weight. It's not, your, your, your workouts now are overtaking that. If you're a couch potato and you hate working out, then your nutrition's gonna play a bigger role. So, so it really, it's an, it depends. I don't think it's a blanket answer. But let me talk about mindset for a minute. When you, what you believe you can, you will, you can. What you believe you can, you can. It's not woo-woo, it's not I'm gonna be fit and muscular and, and it's just gonna happen. That's not what I mean. But you have to believe something's possible in order to take actions to get you there. You have to believe it's possible to even go for it. So if you are listening to this and you're 45 years old, you're 50 years old, and you're going, it's just not possible. I have thyroid problem. I have, uh, I had a hysterectomy. I have type two diabetes. It's my genetics. If you've got this heavy story playing that it's not possible, it doesn't matter how you, many times you go work out or what you think you're gonna do with your food, nothing's gonna change. But if you're committed and you see yourself as I'm getting in the best shape of my life, I'm eliminating these things. I'm going to be, I'm not going to have these be my story. I'm getting rid of the fat, the false assumed truths. I'm going to start taking actions every day towards that. You are going to get there. So it comes from the place of what's the mind state, the state. I talk about that in aging reverse, your state. What is that place you're operating from? Are you operating from an empowered, clean, strong, grateful state? that's focused on possibility or are you operating from massive circumstance because you're going to get different results yeah i love you said that one little word real quickly you said genetics and that's the excuses this segment's about excuses that's what i hear oh uh, i'm destined to be overweight i'm destined to have diabetes because my parents did or my grandparents and what percentage of weight challenges can really be blamed on dna can we blame our genes on why we can't fit into our genes you can blame anything that you want, but it's not going to change anything. So you have a choice. You can either stay stuck in blame and have everybody be enrolled into your blame and go, you're right, that sucks. And you are going to stay the same. That's your choice. Or you can decide you're going to roll the dice the other way. And you're going to say, you know what? That's not going to be my reality. And you're going to take actions that go in a different direction. Then you are going to have different results. You're living in possibility then. What's the alternative just to give up and say, too bad, I'll just stay stuck here? Yeah, good point. And while you're saying that, I just thought of something where, you know, like somebody so well, I'm, I'm blind, I can't do this. Well, when you're blind, you have extra strong hearing, taste, perception. So maybe if they do have a DNA genetic disposition for being overweight, they'll find strength elsewhere that, like you said, it brings that percentage over more to their yeah, favor. So, so let me share this. My dad died at age 49 of a heart attack. That's something that can be very genetic. Every person in my family had cancer, like pretty much. It's like a whole thing. I've got autoimmune that runs rampant through my family. Obesity with all my grandparents and their grandparents and all of that. I easily could say I've got the genetic cards. Why am I not looking like that, having those things happen, doing that right now? It's not because I just rolled the dice the wrong, you know, and just got lucky. It's not that at all. It's that I made a different decision and I'm taking different actions than they did. Yeah, well said. Uh, one concern I hear most from patients when it comes to their weight is, you know, those end of the day cravings. It's so easy to follow the diet from nine to five because they're working, but when they get home, they become a gnashing couch potato. Any mm. advice that you can offer on fighting nighttime cravings? I hear so much yeah. concern with that. So it's not about fighting nighttime cravings because telling yourself not to do it just creates more of a willpower issue. That's not fun. So I take people through a method of side vision action. So basically what we talked about first, like what's your decision? What's your vision? And I take people through a lot of work there on what they actually want. And then we, from that foundation, from that place of possibility, then we create the, the how we're going to eat, okay? And when you look at how you're going to eat, I'm not a fan of deprivation dieting. If you're deprivation dieting all day long, you are going to binge at night because you're hungry and you've got cravings. However, if you're 
fueling yourselves with amazing good food all day and you're doing the right balance. And it's really important to have carbs, protein, and fat. You need all of those. When you start eliminating an entire food group of entire category, you are going to have cravings. It's going to create, um, for instance, if you, and if you have, let's just say you're having a high starchy uh, meal plan throughout the day, like you wake up and you think you're being healthy, you're having a bagel and a and a banana and then some juice with it, like you're having massive starch and sugar overload right there. So your body's secreting insulin, which when you're secreting insulin, you're not in fat burning mode one. Two, you're gonna crash from that point and get hungry again later and you keep repeating that cycle. So what happens is you're now coming to the end of the day where you really didn't have balanced plan, you weren't doing it on a, on a steady foundation of decision and vision. And now of course you're gonna give into willpower because you, you're not clear on your decision. You don't really have a solid vision for yourself. You're working from what you don't want, not from what you do want. And you didn't balance what you're eating all day. Yeah, that makes sense. So is there, it, there's so many conflicting. I get so many experts that say, oh, you gotta do a paleo, you gotta do the keto, you gotta do the vegan. Is there one particularly that you found that gets a thumbs up? So I don't, I don't think there's a wrong in anything. Like everything obviously could work for a short period of time. It's about finding what's going to work for you for a lifetime. What I teach is an unprocessed natural food eating method. Um, so what I talk about is eating foods that once grew and balancing protein, carbs, and fat. I guess if I had to put mine in a box, I would probably put it closest to paleo, although I'm a lot heavier on nutrients than paleo is. I'm not personally a fan of keto. I think it causes rapid aging. It might help you lose weight initially. And granted, it'll stop cravings and hunger, but it also creates um, aging. I mean, you're not having any phytonutrients. You're not having any, you're not having enough fruits or vegetables. Like it's just not, it's, I don't believe it's a healthy way uh, to, to sustain. And same thing when you start doing restrictive things, like there's a place for intermittent fasting. There's a place for all of that. I mean, all of it, there is a place. But when you start doing things that's not your norm and it makes you uncomfortable, then what happens when you can't stick to that any longer? You're just gonna backfire. So what I teach is a more steady way that can be applied for life. So you learn the method, you lose the weight gradually, but you keep it off. Yeah, I love that you don't promote the you know the deprivation because it, it, it puts the word die in diet, right? Yes. <laughs> and yes. I've got this patient one meal a day is doing, and he's miserable, and he pigs out for one hour and twenty three hours he doesn't eat, and he's not losing weight <laughs> because he's so stressed. Not only the that, your body because your body can't your body can't process all that. Like your body can't process all that food at one time. So where's it going to go? It goes to fat. 100%, exactly. What about the big complaint I hear about lack of energy? You seem to have so much. Is there anything that makes you the energizer bunny that you are? I don't think I have so much energy. I think I manage my energy really well. So let me explain. Um, I'm really, really clear on what foods, how they act with us. So for instance, if I were to go right now and grab a handful of gummy bears, I'm not going to feel so energized in an hour. I'm just not. I'll have an insulin crash and I'll, I won't feel good. Um, if I were to go have a high starchy meal, I wouldn't feel good in an hour. Um, but if I'm eating really strong on my protein and my healthy fats and my really good carbs, which I, for me, it's mostly fruits and vegetables, I feel really steady and good all day long. I'm also really, um, I really make sure I'm moving my body daily. I mean, not just a workout, but just I make sure, do I get outside? Do I get out in nature? Do I go for a walk? I also really follow a circadian rhythm. I mean, I'm up with the sunrise. I'm winding down when the sun's setting. Um, I don't wear sunglasses before noon. I want real light coming in. Um, I have windows open in my house. I'm really, I like to work with nature, with what our world provides us. Um, I look at foods as healing and nurturing. So before I'm eating, I'm thinking, what is this doing for my body? So I'm really paying attention to that. Uh, around maybe three or four o'clock in the afternoon, sometimes I'll feel a little, you know, down, tired because, 
just working all day or whatever it is, it's my afternoon slump. But what I don't do is go load up with caffeine and sugar right then. Instead, I'll get outside and usually go walk right then. So I work with that to manage my energy. I also get a lot of sleep. I mean, I sleep probably nine hours a night. People are going to laugh hearing that. Like, how do you have time? I make time for it. I believe that sleep is so critical. It's where our body's repairing. Deep sleep is where your body is repairing. And REM sleep is where you're helping create and get in creative mode. So they're really, really high on the priority list to me. Yeah, I love that you said that because my view is you, you can't have a good day unless you have a good night. And I think that, yes. that's that's so important. That's awesome. And if you're not sleeping, we have to look at that. Like what's going, there's a reason you're not sleeping. What's your nutrition? What's your stress level? What yeah. is your supplementation? There's a lot of reasons. And weight loss because if you're not snoozing, you're not losing when it comes to yep. weight because these hormones get all out of whack as well. So that's it's such true. good advice. Let's shift, to, uh, shift topics to talk a little bit about uh, what made you expand to helping entrepreneurs tell their stories and grow their brand. Yeah. So... Really, it's funny. I'm an accidental fat loss and nutrition expert. I know that stuff and I became an expert because I walked through it myself and I'm a researcher and I'm an obsessive researcher. So when I'm learning something, um, I teach it back and I became certified in all those things. Um, but before I ever had got into fat loss, I was a sales director and a sales trainer for years in corporate America. I believe the reason I built my fat loss business and my fitness business is honestly my knowledge of sales. Yes, I've got great content. Yes, I can really help people. But to me, sales is a really gifted skill. And sales is not an, a dirty word. Some people are scared of sales. They're like, I don't want to sell. Well, they're thinking of like the sleazy car salesman, the used car salesman. Um, the the not If you're listening in your car salesman, I don't think you're sleazy, but the reputation that we all know that that has, right? Um, I think sales is helping people. I think good doctors are good salespeople. Anytime you are really, truly helping somebody solve a problem and get to a solution, you that is sales. That is sales. So when I finally connected the dots that I built my business through that, what was interesting is I always had uh, entrepreneurs come to me and say, help me with my social media or help me build my business. And I, as much as I dabbled in business coaching and coaching with social media, I didn't, it never let me up. I didn't love it. What I realized is it's my love of sales that I like to work with. And with sales means what's your story too. Because when someone's going to work with you, they have to not only feel seen and heard by, by you, they have to really feel seen and heard by you, but they have to feel that your story, your journey understands them. It's really critical. So I think that's a big thing missing. And I work a lot with especially seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. They've gotten too far away from their personal story and their personal touch and their relatability. And I love dialing that in with people because it's so powerful when they can shift into that. Yeah, I love that you said relatability because, you know, I haven't quite grasped the Instagram and TikTok that need for professional people to do goofy dancing videos. Maybe I'm just too <laughs> old, but I don't know. There's just something about no. seeing a renowned That's neurosurgeon a and cardiologist doing the, the nay-nay dance. What's your opinion? Can, can the urge to be trendy yeah, yeah. in some cases hurt somebody's reputation? Well, you know, you don't have to do those things like that. If you want to be like, I, I'm funny. I like doing funny things. So I, I put that into my brand. But if you look at my social media, I'm not randomly just putting funny, trendy things on there. Anything I post on my fat loss and fitness social media has to relate to the middle age person. So it's I'm talking to women in their 40s and 50s. That's who I'm talking to. So anything I do is going to be about hormones or menopause or raising teenagers or teaching fat loss. So I stick in my niche. So what do I say to that? Like someone's a cardiologist, they want to be on TikTok. Are they naturally funny? Then that makes sense for them. If they're not, they should just teach things about heart health. Like literally just go on there and teach little 30 second clips about heart health or what you could do for that. You pick where you're strong and you just talk to people with that. That's exactly what I help clients do because they are not seeing this for themselves. Instead, they're looking going, 
how do I just grow on TikTok or how do I grow on Instagram? And I'm like, it's not about that. It's let's get back to the root. Like, what are you good at? What can you teach? And where will people feel seen, heard, and understand and related to you, relatable to you? Yeah, I know with so many influencers competing for attention on social media, you've mastered the art of capturing people's attention and you've built millions of loyal followers. I'm curious, what do you feel is the biggest mistake if you had to pick? What's the biggest mistake people make on social media when it comes to brand awareness? Yeah, trying to copy what other people are doing. That's not gonna work. You have to find your own voice and you have to be very consistent with who you're speaking to and what you're sharing. It is the death of you if you're putting stuff that's not relatable to your audience. So for instance, if you're, I mean, I'm just talking about fitness for a minute because I that's what I built a lot of mine on. If you are trying to help people release weight, if you're helping somebody that's 50 plus pounds overweight, that's not feeling good about themselves releasing weight, putting a picture of yourself in a thong bikini on the stage does not motivate them. It triggers them. It alienates them. It draws hate. That's not relatable. But you talk to them about your journey when you were them, what you've learned, who you've helped, little tips that are approachable, um, that's gonna win them over. I, and, you, and I'll take that with any topic, any topic. I can't stand, for instance, I cannot stand when there's a male um, young trainer or uh, maybe even a male doctor uh, that starts talking to women about menopause. I'm like, you are not a female. You're not relatable. <laughs> like, right. It doesn't matter. Like you might have all the knowledge in the world. You are not relatable. So you better share about your patients that are that or don't tell us what, to, you know. So and, and same thing with um, if you're an accountant, like you're you want to build a, a thing and you're an accountant, like you don't just do funny TikToks about being an accountant. You think what do people need to know? What's going to help them that I have knowledge to share? So and then you think about like who's my person well maybe it's about taxes you're going to niche about tax trip tricks or whatever but you just think what is the one problem that i can solve that i actually have a story that relates to people and let me share that when you get outside of that box that's what you're doing wrong yeah i think it's the aha moment if you can capture that and make people's mouth kind of drop i think you won them i think you won them over whether it's knowledgeable or funny you know i love the funny video i'm just you know i remember seeing a neurosurgeon cutting on somebody's brain and in the in the in the surgery room he's dancing and doing his little spins on I'm like, I don't want to be that patient. <laughs> no, I, and I think that could be triggering for some people too, really triggering for some people. But if that works in his personality, you know, more power to him. I just don't, like it doesn't work in my, like I'm not going to post something that doesn't speak to my audience. Like it doesn't, I'm just, I'm always asking myself that question. And for my clients that I've helped with this, I'm really challenging them. Like, does this serve your client? It does this serve your person? I'm not worried about the follower amount. I'm not worried about the likes. I'm not even worried about the engagement. I'm worried about, am I connecting with people that are going to end up working with me? That's what I, am I helping people? Yeah, that's great stuff. Now you offer a brand expansion, 12 week program. Give us a quick overview. How, how can uh, people join? So I have, I have a few different things. Um, so uh, if you're interested in the fat loss side, um, just go to nataliejill.com. Um, but my Total Body Thrive is, is probably my most extensive program um, for fat loss. It's a six week intensive program. Um, then if for, for my, um, for coaching, uh, I'm very um, selective who I work with. So it's an application process for the brand stuff. And that one, you would just go to brandstoryexpansion.com, brandstoryexpansion.com, and you can uh, you can apply there. Um, you're talking, you might be talking about my 12-week uh, goal achievement uh, program that I do a few times a year too, which is sort of a bridge in between the both. And I actually have a little free um, opt-in. I call it an opt-in because you opt-in. You give me your email and in exchange for that, I'm going to give you kind of a 12-week uh, 12 week quick guide to any goal. So you can use that, you know, for fat loss or nutrition, or you can use that for business. And that's just that brandstoryexpansion.com forward slash goal. 
Yeah, I love that you know, you, you've know you taken what you've done in the weight loss and the fitness and you've, you've hit to the certain level and you go, how can I show other people to do what I'm doing? And I did that as an author. You know, I, I struggled to write and, and get a book published and I did it. I learned, became a bestseller. And I'm like, do I write another bestseller or do I teach other people how to become a bestseller? And that's exciting to me. It takes it to that next level, which I think that's what you're offering. You're bringing your skills to other people's life and helping them expand. It's a ripple effect. So I commend you on that. Thank you. Thank you. That's great. Now, we got about two minutes left. Anything left that we haven't covered that you'd like to share with the listeners? No, I'm just going to tell people that, you know, think through what your vision is. What do you want for yourself without getting into the circumstance of why something's not possible and without getting into those false assumed truths? Just take some time to daydream. Like, remember before we had cell phones and laptops and we would take an airplane and we would stare out the window and daydream? I want you to really daydream about what it is that you want for yourself, if anything was possible. And maybe that's with the health side. Maybe that's with the business side. Maybe it's in your relationship. But if you can't dream it, you're absolutely not going to be able to achieve it. So take some time, really get into the thought of what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? And don't edit yourself. Get yourself in that vision. Notice how that elevates you and start taking actions towards that new vision. Love it. Thanks so much for spending time with us today. You're definitely an encyclopedia of knowledge, and I hope you're going to come back one day soon and join us again. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. To learn more about Natalie or to purchase her informative books, Seven Day Jumpstart and Aging in Reverse, visit nataliejill.com. And while there, be sure and check out the many resources that she has available, including podcasts, healthful blog posts, nutritional support, and weight loss strategies. Also, if you want to stand out and expand your brand, sign up at brandstoryexpansion.com. You can be part of Natalie's over 3 million plus social media family by following her at Natalie. Jill Fit. That applies to Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I look forward to seeing her inspiring post every single day, and I hope you join her as well. For my daily Facebook post, I'm at Dr. David Friedman on Instagram. Follow me at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Natalie share something today that would benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available at toyougoodhealthradio.com or radiomd.com, and peruse our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, coworkers, and on social media. This information too important to keep to yourself. As I always say, sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.